And welcome to Wild Bills Media in the Arts podcast. Uh, it has been a little while, and I am sorry about that. Um, I've just had a lot of things going on right now in my life, and um, but I want to get back to making these videos. So I've got an interesting movie I want to talk to you about today and some things surrounding the movie and just some different stuff I think is really cool. And I also want um, maybe kind of do a little update at the end of this episode. So stay tuned to the end of, end of that episode for this. But now today I want to talk about one of my favorite Stephen King movies. Of course, you can see it on the screen, but here's the Blu-ray of Stephen King's Maximum Overdrive. Now, I'm just going to tell you straight out, this is not one of the greatest movies on the planet. Um, it's, you know, a lot of people hate this movie, but this movie's also become a cult following among a lot of people. Um, it's just, it's kind of stood the test of time. Um, anyway, but Maximum Overdrive was based off of a short story called Trucks out of the short story book called Night Shift. And if you're kind of wondering um, about that, there were some other famous movies and stuff that came out of that book, which was uh, Graveyard Shift, Jerusalem's Lot, Trucks, of course. There's actually another movie about this, and I may do a follow-up video that they actually did a movie called Trucks um, that's sort of similar to Maximum Overdrive, but it's a little bit different. Um, but anyway, sometimes they've come back. I know you've seen, um, heard of that movie, Lawnmower Man and um, Children of the Corn are some of the bigger ones, and it was also The Mangler um, came out of that book. So yeah. Um, but this movie was filmed uh, in Wilmington, North Carolina, and it was the, at the time it was just called the North, the North Carolina Film Corporation. But it all got started because back in I think it was the early '80s, like 1980, I think is when it was. Um, Stephen King film, or not Stephen King, but D'Lo D. Torrent Laurentis. The guy that did the movie um, or produced the movie, whatever, uh, Dead Zone with Christopher Walken. He um, found a place in North Carolina to film Firestarter. And um, through that, they set up a studio, which come North Carolina um, Film Corporation, like in subsidiary with D'Lo D'Lo Rentes or something other. And eventually I came, I think it became D'Lo Arente Studios and then it was eventually bought out and become uh, EUE uh, Screen Gems. Uh, but but they also filmed um, Firestarter there, Cat's Eyes and Silver Bullet. All came out of from that studio there in North Carolina. And they also worked with Georgia and Florida and doing some co-films and stuff like that. But that's just kind of some more like side note kind of things. 
<clears throat> but Maximum Overdrive was a was a film based on the short story book or short story trucks. The screenplay was written and directed by Stephen King, and basically, it's about a movie where trucks come to life and kind of take over, and um, you know, and these people are basically stuck inside of this truck stop called the Dixie Boy, and these trucks are like circling the the uh, truck stop there and the people can't leave because they try to go out. The trucks will run over and kill them and stuff like that. But it all had to do with some kind of a, like a comet that flew over the earth and like kind of stayed there for like three days or something. And that's was kind of like the premise of what happened in the movie. It doesn't really tell you that in the movie, but there's like these, like it comes on and there's like this, you know how the movies come on to have these words that come on the screen. And, um, or I think it was either at the beginning or the end, but anyway, it kind of tells you that was the premise of what had happened. That's what made the trucks kind of become the life and become their own. It's now they have been several different, um, covers of this movie. But this is my favorite. It's actually the same one that's up on the screen there. Um, there was actually one for the DVD set where it had the truck and it actually had a guy inside the grill. That was pretty cool, too. Um, but basically, I mean, the thing I love about this movie, and so I think the reason why some people hate it is because it's just kind of out there, kind of over the top, kind of, but it's one of those movies that doesn't take itself seriously. People know it's kind of one of those cheesy popcorn flicks. You sit down and watch and have a few laughs, maybe get scared once in a while. Um, just kind of, you know, one of those movies you just, hey, I want to watch a movie, but I don't want nothing overbearing and I don't want nothing. So I just, let's throw in Maximum Overdrive. It's a fun movie. It doesn't have to be serious. It doesn't have to be you know, all this thing, it is what it is. And that's what I love about the movie. And it stars Emilio Estevez. Um, most of the actors in this film are um, new except for Emilio Estevez. And I think uh, Pat Hingle is the guy. Um, Or is it Yardley Smith? Anyway, it's the the fat guy that owns the Dixie Boy Truck Stop. He's you know he's a known actor. I can't remember exactly his name, but um, they're two. They're pretty much the two. There's an, actually another guy in there. Um, I don't know how big he was at the time, but uh, he was in the movie. He's been in some other stuff. <clears throat> and the guy I'm talking about was in the movie The Patriot with uh, Mel Gibson. He was the one that wound up finding his wife and kid died. He was with the Mel Gibson group there, and he's the one that shot himself in the head or whatever. So if you knew that movie, you know that guy. That's who I'm talking about. But he was a lot younger in this movie. But kind of you know that kind of got away from what i was talking about anyway 
I just think that because of Stephen King and because of you know, his success, even though a lot of his movies are never great adaptations of what you want out of a film for a book, I just think this movie is just, I just think it's great. Um, that's my opinion. I've always had, and one of the reasons why I love this movie so much is when I was a kid growing up, my father was a truck driver and he drove open road for a lot of years. You know, he went, you know, across the United States driving a truck. And it's always been something about that that intrigued me about trucks, you know, and everything and 18 wheelers or tractor trailers, whatever, what people want to call them, you know, um, you know, I've rode in a few, I've never drove one, but, um, you know, I used to go a few places with my dad and stuff like that. But it's always, you know, they always intrigued me and I always thought it was cool. And over the years, I've seen some really cool looking trucks. And the thing was that the idea of the Green Goblin on the front of the truck, if you can see it right here in the, the picture right here, that was all Stephen King's idea. He wanted that and they put it on the truck. And I just think it makes it more menacing, more evil, more you know, just gives the, the, um, what I want to say, the movie a more, I guess, iconic kind of role to it. Now, also, the music for this movie was all done by ACDC. The score music, the, it's actually brought out the soundtrack for that. You'll indulge me in just a second here. I'll be right back. I meant to grab this earlier, but I had got all about it. Okay, here we go. This album right here, Who Made Who, was the soundtrack to Maximum Overdrive. If you see down here in the corner, it says the official soundtrack from the Stephen King film Maximum Overdrive. Now, songs, uh, Who Made Who, I think DT, Sync the Pink. Shake Your Foundations, Chase the Ace. I think we're all newer songs for um this album for this thing. Um although I think Sink the Pink was on another album. But um basically it also has You Shoot Me All Night Long, Ride On, which was from the Bon Scott era, and Hell's Bells and For Those About to Rock. But that's the album that made um, for the soundtrack for them. And actually, this album kind of revised ACDC's career because they had been kind of hadn't had a lot of great sales up to that point. They kind of fell off a little bit after Back in Black. 
So, well, combination. But Stephen King even admitted to himself that he said he wrote the movie, directed the movie. And I heard in a, um, I think it was an interview by ACDC, he said the best part about the whole movie was the music because ACDC provided some great music for the soundtrack. And, um, and on top of that, you know, um, some of the, another one of the things I wanted to bring was uh, <clears throat> the Dixie Boy truck stop that was in that movie was built on a little, I think it was like some little, um, little uh, business that was there that sold stuff for, um, you know, different places there. They built a truck stop on there. It was all new construction. And then they had to de-age it, make it look old. But the funny thing about it was it was such in a prime location and it looked so real that when they were filming the movie, trucks would actually stop in there wanting to get gas to find out it was just a movie set. That was um, so funny about it. And the, this movie also kind of revitalized the Wilmington area with a studio and everything and it and it sort of kind of made Wilmington grow to the the movie hub that it is today. I mean I'll give you another iconic movie that came out of Wilmington, The Crow with Brandon Lee. They filmed the TV show One Tree Hill there. I mean I think Iron Man or now I, I wouldn't say all of Iron Man three, but I think parts of Iron Man three was filmed in Wilmington and everything. Um so yeah there there's been a lot of movies that were filmed out of there and a lot of it has to do and and, and you got to credit it really to stephen king because if people wouldn't have been doing those movies in the delo de Laurentis, you know um you probably wouldn't have screen gems studio where it's at today um but all i gotta say man and i know because this movie's become a cult classic among a lot of fans and it's not the greatest movie in the world. It's cheesy. It's that 80s horror movie kind of thing. Um, it's not taken serious. It's not supposed to be taken serious. It's just a fun kind of thing. And if you want it, it I recommend people picking it up. Um, if you don't want to show out the money for the Blu-ray, then at least grab the DVD. Or whatever it's worth it i mean if you could find it for a few bucks somewhere grab it i i love it i think it's a great movie um but that's you know pretty much what i wanted to say i didn't want to get in and ramble and everything but <clears throat> now i'm gonna get on kind of past the uh maximum overdrive thing um so i basically um wanted to just kind of update everybody where I'm at. So it's been a little while and I haven't done any videos. A lot of it's had to do with um, you know, work and some stuff going on around here, just being so busy. And truth be told, someone had to just, some of it was due to just not being inspired enough to want to make videos. And you can kind of understand that because when I started this podcast, I done a bunch of stuff like, at one time i was like there were some weeks i was recording three or four videos a week 
and I would like set them back and I would have them premiere like each one a different week. And so it sort of kind of burnt me out at the very beginning, but I don't regret doing this podcast and I love doing it. And I can't promise you anything, but I have an idea of doing a October Halloween horror series kind of. Now, this is not going to be based on just like the Halloween movies. I may talk about some of that, but I've got some movies and some just different things I want to talk about. I will be, I will tell you now that if I do do this series, one of the movies I am going to cover is Rob Zombie's Halloween, um, the first one. So, and I may talk about the original some, but. That's, I really love that version of Halloween. So I just kind of wanted to get everybody what I'm up to date is. And how I want to do that series is I want to record them and then premiere one each week for the weeks of Halloween. So it'd be one a different week for the month of Halloween, for the month of October for Halloween or whatever. So I have about four, I think either four or five videos planned. And I hope to have them shot within the next week or so. So just look forward to that. Um, thank, thank you, thank you everybody for um, who stuck around and have watched my videos and everything. I want to try to bring you some new content. Um, I will say this, I can't guarantee you this, but after I do. Um, there, I think there might be one other video I want to do another, um, album. There might be another album or two videos that come along with these, uh, horror series I want to do. Um, but after that, I think I'm going to take a hiatus for the rest of the year and then come back in 2022 and start fresh. So just kind of look forward to that. Just kind of want to let you know what everything is going on. And thanks for watching. Thanks for supporting. If you like this, please share it. Please subscribe. Um, just let everybody know it's here. I love everybody. And y'all have an awesome day. And this is Wild Bill signing out of Wild Bill's Media and the Arts Podcast. <coughs> <coughs>